Breathing Space Fading Frontier contains adult language and situations, including alcohol use and romantic relationships. This episode includes references to violence against children. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me, even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky, and I'll die out in the blood. When I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me I hope you're not still mad about our little scuffle, Grinner, though that is a nice shiner you ended up with. But the boys in the bunk will love hearing how you got tossed around by a little girl. Fuck you, Wilco. Yulco? I don't know that one. Is that some kind of Grinner slang? Ulco. It means stranger or foreigner. Someone not of the family. Ooh, I guess class is in session. Quiet fish, you will speak only when- Abel, step out while I interview our guest. Captain? The Exo told me to guard her close. She's a menace. Then you are relieved. That one's as dumb as they come, but he's not wrong. I am dangerous. You saw what me and my friends did to your- Your friends are dead. That ship you were on is just salvaged now. I got a crew over there taking her apart. I've got two wounded laid up in sick bay, but no deaths. And you, little one, are sitting in shackles in my hold. Your accent says station rat, so you ought to know what happens to anybody caught committing an act of piracy. But let me make it clear. Inner law, outer law, void law, even the law we carry with us is I can shove you in that airlock and cycle it. So fucking do it already. Questions first. Then we figure out what we're going to do with you. How's the food on Tethys Station? It's shit. Like, everywhere. How did you know... Your approach vector. To intercept us here and now from that angle. You came from Tethys. Makes sense. It's not much more than a hole. Good mustering port for pirates. Did you sign on there or a previous port? I was shanghaied out of series. Try a better lie next time. You fought off half the boarding party by yourself. Cracked open a faceplate by hand, so I'm guessing there's cybernetics under that suit. Nobody shanghaies that much trouble. I bet they paid you a signing bonus. Or you were running from something and they were an easy way out of port. Fuck you, skin sack. Okay. What was your station on the ship? I was in the barrel. Ha. <laughs> I always heard y'all took turns. But I guess if you weren't good for anything else. Astrogation. Assistant? Solo. Getting greedy with this yarn. Supposed to buy that? When you popped on our scope two days ago, I calculated your transfer orbit from the Redans. Your point of origin comes back to the plastics refinery at Titan L1 and you're using home in orbit, which means you're going for efficiency over speed. That means this ship is fully loaded. Looking at all these crates, I was right. You're heading to the Jupiter system, probably Ganymede. You're two weeks out and still off their scopes. We burned a lot of Delta V to catch you before the fight could be spotted. Not bad. I'm still not sure I'd buy you as solo astrogator, even for a pirate. You're too young to be licensed. Math doesn't care about a piece of paper. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. You done playing yet? As much fun as this is, I got a date with hard vacuum I'd like to get to. What if you didn't? We could let you go. 
Helmet or no, I can't walk to the nearest space station. If we saw fit to take you as far as Ganymede, drop you there. Do you think you find your way back onto a pirate ship? You want me to say no. And you want me to think the truth is yes. Obviously, this line of work didn't pay out. Rolling the dice again doesn't seem worth it. Do we need to keep those shackles on you the whole time? I'd rather you didn't. Let's start easy. I'm going to call the ensign back in here and have him uncuff you. And we look for some place on board where you can spend a few weeks keeping your head down without us tripping over you every five minutes. Deal? I could live with that. Hope so. Welcome to the Forge Sorrow into Joy, home ship of 152 of the family. I am Captain Yuri Arturoskin. Do you have a name, little one? No. No. Let's just... No name. Alright. Well, we'll figure something out. Why? Why not just face me? That's easier, safer for you. If the tables were turned, that's what I'd do. How many people were aboard that pirate ship of yours? Before the fight? I don't know, 40, maybe? Even if you don't pull the trigger yourself. Even if you just hand someone a weapon or give an order. Even if it's in self-defense. Every life taken is a weight on your soul. I'd like mine to stay light enough to fly a little longer. Occupado, I ain't decent. Fuck off. I can see you sitting on your bunk full of dress, Nulla. Dressed or not, I ain't decent. Hmm. Well, I can see you kept busy. I think the crap around this makeshift bunk consists of more petty theft than this ship has had in the last two decades combined. Flattery gets you everywhere, Captain. This, and your continued fights with my crew, is not what I count as keeping your head down. Fine. Space me, then. There is a middle ground between letting you do whatever you want and killing you. It would be inconvenient for everyone if you spent the rest of this trip in shackles. I'll break some more noses if you try that again. Mm. Since we've met, threatening me ever got you anything. So why keep trying it? Are you so feral that you'll bite even when that hurts you more in the end? We have five days left in our journey. As we discussed... We can let you off of Ganymede and, contingent on you behaving yourself, just how you ended up aboard our ship can stay a secret. But that does leave you in a strained port with nothing. I'll do fine. You'd probably do better if you had some cash to get started. Ah, I see the little one's ears perk. Yeah, I want to pay you for some work. What's the job? Just good old heavy lifting. We're planning on offloading a couple of dozen tons of processed plastic. But the idiots back at Titan scrambled our loading order. Half the crates we want off are blocked by others we're taking on to our next port. At the moment, we'll have to unload everything again and to sort it out. It'll cost us days. Why not just order some ensigns to do it for you? Manpower is short at the moment, what with repairs. And no one on my crew has your qualifications. Yeah, we scanned your enhancements. Quadruple limb replacements, level 2 rated at least, with spinal reinforcement. You're a walking forklift. Sweet talker. I'll give you the Stevedore Union Day rate from now till we hit Ganymede, even if you finish early. That puts you in port with a couple hundred in your pocket. What's going to stop me from cracking open crates and pocketing the good stuff? If you want to stuff your pockets full of polyurethane and polyethylene pellets, 
You should have had your brain replaced, too. That's all it's in there. But I'll sign somebody to keep an eye on you if you're lonely. Whatever. Okay, I'll take the job. Ventral hold. 0800, then. Fine. Stores are topped off and the Yukon rep signed for the poly. Once payment clears, I don't see any reason we can't launch immediately. Yukon drags their feet on paying anything but their stupid ganders. So I don't expect a rush. I don't like staying docked too long, but a little leave won't hurt us. We shouldn't drag our feet either. A family ship and dock will make the locals nervous. Always does. Hmm. Tell senior staff to walk softly in port. Put a leash on the kids, too. Tell them we might scramble at 20 minutes' notice and... Run a couple drills to show them we're serious. That'll keep them close. That will be popular. They'll live. Yo, Captain. Holy shit, she's back. You want a security detail, Yuri? Not yet, but not no either. Hold on, I'll talk to her. If you left something behind, we burned everything you left in your spider hole, kid. Shut up. I don't need anything. If you didn't need something, you wouldn't be here. So what is it? Run out of money already? Shockingly, no. I've still got all of it. I just... I had a look around. I think maybe Ganny's not a good prospect. There are better marks out there. Maybe Eros or Arctura Station or the Ring. Figured maybe you were heading that way. So you came looking for a ride? Something like that. We're not heading any of those directions. And ships the Peregrine Nation do not take passengers. Not for free, not for pay. Crew, then. Put me to work. I'm able body. I don't need an unlicensed astrogator. Human forklift, remember? Or security. I can do that. Or make me peel potatoes and rehydrate meals or fucking train me in something. I'm a quick study. Even if I didn't need to teach you to be useful, little one, I'm not sure the math comes out. You come with a heap of trouble. Fine. You don't want me. I'm out. Hold up. Here's my deal. I bring you on as crew. Shifts are six and ten, one off, plus four a day of schoolwork. Fucking school? What do I look like? You look like a station rat turned pirate who's never had a lick of education in your life. But I can tell there's a brain in that half-shaved head of yours which is more useful to this world than the rest of you put together. Think of it like this. Your mind's a knife, the school's a whetstone for it. Fine, is that it? That was all carrot. Here's the stick. You quit trying to lie to me. Sure. Okay. This ain't something to blow off, kid. Look into my eye. If you're on my crew, there will be things I gotta know. Now I can see that there are things you don't want to talk about written in big red letters across your forehead. That's fine. I ain't gonna pry for kicks. But if I ask something important, and you're smart enough to know when that is, if it's important, you tell me. All right. Deal. First important question. You're walking around with a fortune in cybernetics wired into you. Way more than a station orphan could afford outright. I didn't hear a question yet. You ran out on a debt somewhere. A big one. Which means somebody's looking for you. I need to know where and who. I got rebuilt on Europa under a contract with Taurus. And yeah, they might be looking for me. Taurus had put a kill switch on any body that's collateral on a big debt. I hacked that first day, then hopped a ship off Colony. But you don't need to worry about them. I can handle any repos they send myself. That ain't the way it works, but we'll figure it out. 
Welcome back to the Forge, little one. We'll get you a legit bunk this time. Honestly, I like the access tunnel. It was quiet. Ten days of restricted duty for the Ladia, even Lieutenant Addy when they're back on their feet. But I'm putting this in the record as an accident, instead of what it was, so it won't follow you. That won't happen a second time, so let us refrain from further fights, understood? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Very good. Abel, Gore, Romeo, dismissed. Nola, hang back for a moment. Look, I know what you're going to say and you can stuff it. Those four came after me and Gore threw the first punch from behind like a coward. Am I supposed to just take it? With the way they fucking talk about me like I can't hear them and act like they're so much better than me just because I'm not family or whatever? And you're going to blame me for what they started? Where do you get off reprimanding me for defending myself? I could tear them apart with my bare hands, ask any one of them to add up a number that they can't count on their fingers and toes, and I'm the dirty stupid foreigner? Honestly, I'm quite impressed you put up with it this long. Uh, what? I am well aware that when an Ulko joins a family crew, shit becomes a bit of a pressure pot. This was bound to happen, and I'm just glad you didn't do more damage to those idiots. I went easy on them. Four on one isn't fair odds. What did you keep me after for? While you were having your little scuffle, your test results from the academy came in. The professor general called me personally to verify we sent over real test answers. Said she'd never seen anything like it. Astrogation, programming, engineering, chemistry, statistics, calc, anything even remotely related to math and science. It's like you're copying off the rubric. On the other hand, history, sociology, art, politics, worst scores they've ever seen. Worse than random. So? None of that's important on a spaceship. I can't even begin to explain the sheer goddamn ignorance of that. And one of the benefits of being a captain is I don't need to, because I can just order you to take the classes anyway. Don't have to waste our time. But these scores mean we can skip you through a few years worth of technical classes and spend that time catching up where you're deficient. Deficient? Just because I don't know when some kings died back on Earth? Or the name of some flower painting fucker? This ship and everyone on it is part of the Peregrine Nation. That's what everybody else calls us. Call ourselves the family of families, or just a family. You know why? Because you're all homeless. Travelers. Space hobos. No-goes. All right, Ensign. Family History 101. Sit your ass in that chair and set your ears to listening. (laughs) I've already worked a 10-hour shift today and kicked four assholes in the assholes they were attached to. I just want to go back to my bunk and sleep. School's part of the deal, and school is in session. Did you know they once tried mining on Neptune? It's a ball of gas. Were they sticking shovels into clouds? Nearly. They built a floating rig to gather deuterium. Massive thing. Bigger than our tourist station is now. Needed heaps of workers to build it. Biggest population outside Jupiter. But it was a shit design. Unstable. They were nearly done building it when somebody back on Earth realized the liability was too great. Too big a risk. Might as well shut it down. But Neptune is the ass and end of nowhere. Getting all those people back was going to be expensive, and the company was already deep, deep into the red. Cold. Damn straight. Company just stopped sending resupply. Figured the problem would take care of itself. But it's kind of hard to keep something that big quiet. And word gets out. 150 ships start burning for Neptune. Company freighters, asteroid miners, even an Earth defense cruiser. All of them giving their bosses the finger 
and going to help their neighbors. Nearly wear out their reactors getting there in time, but they do it. Smaller ships are ferrying people to safety right up until the damn thing sinks into deep at mode, never to be seen again. They didn't save everybody, but they got most of them. They turn around and start heading home. Can you guess what happens next? Home doesn't want them. There's that brain working. Earth, Mars, Luna, everybody says you come back here, you'll start a war. Throw our balance all out of whack. Oh, and all those people who came to rescue you, they're criminals, by the way. Thieves and mutineers. Hand them over. Fuck that. That is just what the refugees said. So they go to the belt, then the Jovian moons. Nobody can take them. The adders are only just self-sustaining, and they can't risk pissing off the inners by taking in the fleet. So our ragtag bunch just goes from one port to the next wandering. The story of the outside world tells is that the fleet disappeared out into the rim, not to be heard from for a decade or more. And they come back calling themselves the Peregrination. And they don't like mixing with outsiders. Funny ways about them. Maybe they're crazy. Maybe they're a cult. Truth didn't anything fanciful like that. The fleet just kept moving from place to place. But they avoided ports, only sending in a couple of ships at a time, keeping their heads down. They did what they had to survive. It was a hard time. A lot of them didn't make it. Starvation, dehydration, air leaks, radiation, no medicine, not much for tools, but some welding torches and hammers. Through sweat and blood and willpower, they converted freighters into homes, made that cruiser into a farm, mined some asteroids when nobody was looking, wrangled a couple of comets, even did a little piracy when they had no other options. And years later... Some of them were still alive. Times like that temper people, make the bonds between them strong, makes them a family. A family made up of little families, all working together. That was 80 years ago. We still count our days from that time. Were you there? Shit. How old do you think I am? Nah. My grandmother was there. Captain of an NMC freighter of the original fleet. You'd have liked her. Hard as a railroad spike. Cursed so much she'd run out and invent new ones. That's who you gotta be to survive out here. That's why history is important. It's not the names and the dates. It's the context that lets you understand the present. Those young bloods whose heads you knocked around are fourth and fifth generation family. Living their whole lives out on the fringe of the edge of humanity. So, grind your gears a little. Tell me what our little poetic origin story says about why today's scuffle happened. I'm... sort of a symbol of the outside world. Even though all that happened six plus decades before I was born, as an outsider, I'm the face of all those decisions that put your people through all that. And I'm on their turf, where they used to feel safe. So me just being here puts them on edge. Not bad. Not the only reason, of course, but true. Anything else? I'm sure what they know of my past ain't helping. I get dragged on board as a pirate, and then a few weeks later, I'm an acting ensign, which makes me the same rank as some of them. Might seem a bit insulting. Can you think of anything you could do to make them feel better? Why should I? If they've got a problem, they can fucking well chew on it till their jaws will shut. I'm not saying you need to do anything. This ain't in order to make friends. I'm just asking you to tell me what you could do. Maybe... Maybe show them that I sort of get it. That I know what it's like not to trust strangers, to feel like every person I don't know is a threat. That I don't feel any more at home with the Yulco than they do. That might help, if you choose to. Anyway, we need to put you on a more permanent duty schedule. You still interested in astrogation? Yes, sir. 
My XO Blindscan is the Forge's lead astrogator. I can put you one out of six shifts with them. We don't actually need much charting done, so you'll be helping with logistics and personnel work too, but it all counts for hours if you want to get certified for a license down the road. That'd be nice. I want to split the rest of your shifts between manufacturing and weapons. Does one of those appeal to you more? Weapons, for sure. Even if that means you'll be working directly under Lieutenant Addy, who is currently in sickbay getting a cast put on from her recent accidental injuries. You okay taking orders from Addy and obeying like a good sailor? If they can handle working with me, I can handle working with them. Addy's a good sort. You two will be fine. As for your schoolwork, on board we've only got a couple dozen kids total. Not big enough for classrooms for most subjects. You'll be working one-on-one with different officers for your courses. I'll get you a full schedule once I got it, but for now, report to me after your work shift and I'll send you off for whoever for the evening. Sir, will you be doing any of that coursework? Uh, yeah. I ain't much of a teacher, but I can handle some history and such. Okay. Great. Alright. Dismissed, Denson. Ensign Nola reporting, sir. At ease, Ensign. Blindskin says you've got an argument to make to me. Yes, sir. I brought it up to the XO and Addy and Lieutenant Commander Simone's child. All of them told me to come to you with it. Translate that as them saying, I can't agree with you, but you're being more of a pain than I get paid for, so now it's Captain Yuri's problem. Yeah, I figured as much. And I really did mean at ease. We're just talking right now. Take a seat. I just think there's a missed opportunity that could help this ship. Go on. The Forge Sorrow into Joy is a flying factory, and you don't do anything with it. This ship has the largest and most complex fabric I've ever heard of for a ship this size, and you have two of them. Nobody else carries this much onboard production. Family ships do. We take sales sufficiently more seriously than others. Same reason we got a ship's garden. And your fabbers, they're both hacked, which means you can make... Not hacked. I know, y'all built them yourselves, so no license fees or copyright BS. That's just it. If you're not paying Yukon, B&L, Cappies, or whoever for every item you make, with that, the profit margins start making sense. The forge goes from refinery to colony, buying tons of plastics and metal from the people who produce it, and selling it to factories to make into bulkheads and t-shirts and kids' toys. But you could cut out the middleman and start churning product yourselves en route. Sell the finished items at the port instead of material and make three times the profit. You're not the first person to propose this idea. That's not even it. The Forge's fabbers are good. Like, really good. You can heat treat metals and pick and place electronic components. You can make some good stuff. Stuff that the inners just won't sell out in places like Ganymede or Ceres. And that means you can charge kind of whatever you want. What you're talking about is guns. Not just guns. Simone's child already sent me the designs you've been working on. That's just because I've been working with Addy in the armory. It's what came to mind when the lieutenant commander asked me to learn the design software. Just... Look at them. They're solid. I know people who would pay good money for stuff like that. I can't in good conscience go along with this. Nothing you've said is technically wrong, but family law, the law we carry with us, restricts what we can sell to the Ilco. And frankly, I agree with it on this. But you could make so much more money. Stop. Our ability to make weapons isn't well known, but it's not a secret either. If Faber-made guns and missiles start showing up in belter hands, it'll be painfully obvious who's responsible. And the detente we've got going with the inners will turn into a war real quick. And we ain't gonna win that. Okay, so not weapons, but we can make electronics and clothing and furniture. It would still be more profitable. We do make those things, when we need to. When the gamble is worth it. End product manufacturing is risky. You make more money, but you gotta predict what products to make and guess right. 
or you end up with a hold full of novelty mugs for a meme that's been dead for weeks. Materials are a safer bet, and at the moment, they're profitable enough. See, I think you're missing something. We don't fly to make money. We make money to fly. If we're turning a smaller profit, but safer, that's fine. That's ideal. But if material prices fall, you have the capacity to switch into something more profitable. The fancy fabbers are an insurance policy. Yeah, in part. They also make just about everything we need on ship, too. If we can't, another family ship probably can. It's a whole separate supply chain. It's about safety. Does all this make sense? I know you might not agree, but I hope you understand. No, I get it. I just think that you're leaving money on the table, and money could buy more ships, or build a station, or buy land on Ganymede. Not my call. But I'm happy that you're trying to help. If it's alright with you, I'd like to upload these designs of yours to the family database. If circumstances change, they could be useful. Yeah, that's fine. Done, then. Is there anything else? I... No, I'm good. Okay, Ensign. Dismissed. Oh, wait. I saw you and Addie in the mess the other day. You looked... close. Well, you've been getting along. Do me a favor. Be careful. I wouldn't do anything to hurt them, Captain. I wasn't worried about them. Whoever's there, I can hear you lurking. Fuck off. Sorry, kid. I didn't mean to disturb you. Sir. Oh, no. You're off duty. None of that. Relax. I figured you had orders or needed to tell me I fucked something up. Nothing like that. Blindskin told me you were up here. I didn't take you for a garden type. To be honest, I didn't think I was either. But you mentioned it the other day and I wanted to see it. It's shockingly nice. You mind if I sit with you? It's your ship. It's alright. I'll leave you be. Enjoy your R&R. Sit down, you old coot. It's nice here. All this green. Would you believe I hadn't ever seen a flower in real life before I came aboard the forge? Yeah, I would. I saw those little yellow ones the cook puts on the cakes down in the mess. I thought they came out of a bioprinter or something. But here they are, growing for real. I looked them up. Dandelions? Back on Terra, apparently they're a weed. People tear their hair out trying to get rid of them. But I think they're kind of pretty. Edible, too. Apparently. Didn't know you could eat flowers. I've been picking them off the cakes. Yeah, that seemed weird to me, too, the first time. You want to try one now? Sure. Not bad. Is it okay if I ask you a question? You're the boss. This ain't the Captain Maskin. Just old Yuri. Okay. When you dropped off again to me... I didn't figure to see you again. What made you come back? My first thought is to say that you looked like an easy mark. Because of how you let me go and even arranged for me to have that money when I know you didn't have to. I'd have thought about how to get a hold of something valuable and leg it at the next port. But I didn't. On the other hand, if Blindskin's sight classes are to be believed, I'd say I was just looking for safety. You blew that pirate ship out of the sky, which makes the forge more powerful. That makes it more safe. And it's a dangerous world out there. Is that it? The truth is, I spent two days on Ganymede wandering around. I'd never been there before, but I already knew it. It felt just like Europa or Ceres or Tychus. It even felt kind of like the pirate ships I've been on. 
Since I was a little kid, every place I've been is really just the same place. And I didn't want to be there anymore. Here feels different. It's almost like... But maybe that's because I know now what the family on the forge is like, and I didn't really feel that back then. Maybe I can't know exactly why I came back. That's alright. Sometimes figuring yourself out takes a lifetime. Is it okay if I ask you a question? This ain't Ensignola, just me. Shoot, kid. Why in the Black Void would you take me on as crew? Well, I- Why even let me on the ship after the attack? I'm a fucking pirate. I beat the shit out of your crew. Your kids started causing trouble immediately. I've got a price on my head. I'm a walking tank. I'm dangerous. I could get people killed. I could get you killed. I don't think you will. You say that. You see these hands? I got them on Europa. I was dumped there by another pirate crew. Scrawny, weak little twisted up kid. But I'm smart. I spend some time with my nose pressed to the Taurus casino door, watching the swift hand dealers. Count the tokens as they get pulled, quick calculation, till it becomes sure thing. But I couldn't do it myself. I couldn't even... So I find this other station rat, Mags. Big kid, looked way older. Mags and I team up. She helps me out, and she's the one who goes in and makes the bets. I watch from a hiding spot and signal her. Works like a charm, and we make bank for one week. Then security tags us, and two bulls come out of nowhere and haul us in. They split us up and grill us. Eventually, they offer me a deal. They already have me on a charge that gets me two years in Taurus Juvie. But if I confess and pin it on Mags, they'll drop the charges. Let me go, and she takes fall. And of course, I know they're offering Mags the same deal. I could almost look through the wall and see her taking it, sending me up the river. So I take the deal. We both do. And Taurus has us both for ten years on contract to pay off our crimes. So, I negotiated another 20 for them to pay off for my cybernetics. They knew they'd make a lot more off me like this. Oh, kid. Week after the surgery, I was already off Europa. Saved my own skin. And a month after that, there's an accident in a Taurus mine. Max is there. Didn't make it. Don't you see? I've only been here a few months, and I can already tell what all of you are like. Put Abel and Gore in those rooms. You and Blind Skin. Addie! Pick any two people off the forge and nobody takes a deal. But I did, and I would again. I'm not like you. I won't be like you. You can't rely on me. Going to anyway. Please don't. Kid, if I was you back on Europa, I'd take that deal too. But what you did is not who you are. I'll tell you this. Put me in an interrogation room and offer me that deal with you in the other room. I don't take it. Never. I'm already trusting you every day. I'm gonna fuck it up. Maybe. Try not to. Here's a secret. I fucked up a lot too. It don't seem like it, but it'll be okay. I have a shift in a few hours. I should get some sleep. All right. Little one? Yeah? If you want to talk again, just old Yuri and you, let me know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You wanted to see me, Captain? Close the door. 
Grab a chair, kid. Do you drink? Sure. Unless there's family law saying I'm underage. <laughs> Age undetermined is what I put on your paperwork, so I think we're in the clear. Let me guess, uh, Chemical or whatever they call that brood runoff sucrose stuff these days. Used to be pipe juice. Whacker is what we called it. People usually add caffeine. Old trick. Here, smell that. Interesting. Better than Wacker, for sure. I'd hope so. That is shochu, brewed from rice and barley on the family ship, the light you carry in your heart, and refined in their honest-to-God copper still. We don't sell it. You can only get it by trading favors in the family. I got this bottle because I officiated the wedding of two ship captains. Nice fellas. Now, as far as I know, no one outside the family has ever had a drop of this. I guess I shouldn't, then. Please. Alcohol with actual flavor. That's novel. Part of this story will go out soon. Everybody will know most of this, but I'd like to keep some details between you and me. Is that okay? Of course. The huddle close for safety and warmth is what we call a hearth ship. Bigger than the forge. Crew of 1,200, including a lot of kids. Eight days ago, she went dark. No one could raise her on comms. Accident or? Pirates. Two ships. Knocked her around and boarded her. Boarded her with atmosphere intact. Fuck. That's not good. I know. No. Pirates only keep the Atmo if they want as many live prisoners as possible, which means they want people to... I know exactly what it means, little one. Not everyone on this ship does, so I'd appreciate it if you kept the implications of that to yourself. It could upset people. Okay. Thing is, family ships don't surrender. There's a lot of fighting on board. A holding action to buy time. Four of our other ships immediately start pulling heavy G's to get there. And very lucky for us, the Huddle's crew is more heavily armed than the pirates expected. Seems they had some fabbed weapons. Good designs. Through the fighting, they kept turning them out, too. Turned out to be very useful indeed. Held off long enough for other ships to get there. When the dust settled, there were a lot of casualties, but more than three-quarter of the family members aboard were saved. Those people are alive now in part because of your designs. I wanted you to know and to be the one to say thank you on behalf of everyone. Every member of the family of families is grateful for you tonight. Oh, jeez. Oh, here. Come here. It's okay. You did real good. You said when we met that I looked like a station rat. That's not exactly right. I'm a ship rat. I was born on a ship. My parents were rock hoppers in the belt. I don't remember much, but we were hit like that family ship was. They boarded with the atmosphere intact so they could take people alive and... It's all right. You're safe. The pirates took us. I don't know what happened to everyone, but Mom was... They kept me. I was useful for a while because even then I could do star charting in my head. But they didn't like it if I talked back or if I screwed up a calculation. Or I guess if one of them was having a bad day or bored. Eventually, they'd done enough damage that I wasn't worth it anymore. So they dumped me on Europa. Couldn't even walk on my own. I get it. It's okay. And then, after I got the new limbs, I was stupid enough to join a pirate crew of my own accord. I figured I was safe now that I was strong and I knew how to fight. 
figured it was better to be surrounded by wolves than... I don't know. But what if instead of losing that first battle, what if we'd won? You didn't. Instead, we found you. And now you're not a lost kid on your own. We're here. I'm here. I should go. We're only a week from Arcturus. I can make a go of it there. It'll be better for... What the... I can't stop you from leaving if you want, but you shouldn't. You belong here. No. No. I'm not... Take a breath. One, two, three, four. Out. One, two, three, four. Another one. Keep it going. I'm not worth it. You are. You always were. I'm sorry for that. If I'd known, I would have warned you or found a better way to... Anyway, I'm sorry. It's... It's okay. But really, I don't think it's right that I keep flying with the Forge. You've been so good to me, but I'm Ulko. I'm not family. The hell? Damn well are. I wasn't born into... Earth ain't got nothing to do with it. Here we go. File the day we left Ganymede with you on board. Adoption? You didn't feel like you needed to ask me about this? Not how it works here. You can decide if you want to stay, if you want to be here with us. But these papers mean you got a place. I can't stop you from running off to Jupiter or Mars or the goddamn Oort Cloud. But if you do, we'll be, I'll be, here waiting for you. I don't know. I don't know what... I'm not... Nearly 40 years ago, somebody held their hand out to me and... I'm holding mine out to you. You're welcome here. Blindskin likes you. Simone's child thinks the world of you. Addie, you know how they feel. Hell, even Abel's on your side these days. When you showed back up on Ganymede, I knew. I know you, little one. I know what a pain you are. I know your trouble. And I know you're scared. But you are worth it. You stand? Yeah, I just... Back at the start, I said I didn't have a name, and y'all started calling me Nulla. I'm not an idiot. I know what it means. Zero. Nothing. I'm sorry. We had to call you something. It just kind of... No, it was fine. It fit. But instead of nothing, I'm ready to be something else. My mom called me Evie. It's short for Evelyn. I like it. Evie Yuri's daughter? Yeah, that'll do. Okay, let's take a sec to compose ourselves. Then we go tell some people what's up. We got good news today, which means there'll be a party. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. This episode, Rat Among Falcons, was written by Scott Paladin, directed by Scott Paladin and Lisa Quinte, and edited by Scott Paladin. Nola was voiced by Jeremiah. Captain Yuri Arturo's skin was voiced by Scott Paladin. 
Exo Blindskin was voiced by M. German. With additional voice work by Sean Geddes, Chris Allison, and Cam Clark. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Pallett. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space Fading Frontier is a Law of Names production.